0: Um, Should we taste this a little bit before we start, or should we just be, like, blowing our
1: own minds? I'll blow yours if you blow (laughs) mine.
0: Well, if hanging out and drinking is something that you want to do, well, let me introduce you To my boys, Matt and Drew. For fun and laughs and spirits, there's just one place to go. It's time for the Whiskey Tequila Friday Show. Whiskey Tequila Friday Show with my boys, Matt and Drew.
1: Happy Friday, Drew. Happy Friday, Matt. And happy Friday to everybody, and welcome to another episode of Whiskey Tequila Fridays. We're back. Six (laughs) listeners cannot be wrong. We will drink some whiskey. We'll drink some tequila. We will educate. And libate. And we're going to have some fun. Yes, sir. All right. My name is Matt. I am the uncertified whiskey hunter. I brought one bottle of whiskey. Drew, my partner in agave. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I brought a bottle of tequila. All right. And, and these two are really good together. I, I know. I'm I'm doubly excited. This is, <laughs> yes. this is doubly exceptional. I, can I get more do, cheesy? Do you have another one? No, I, I, I'm out. <laughs> so, all right. So we came across these two because we're going to be talking about lots and lots of barrels, right? Yes, sir. So we're hoping to have a... Barrel of Fun? (laughs) It's so bad. It's bad. (laughs) It's all right. We're keeping it. All right. So my whiskey is the Woodford Double Oak. It is the standard but popular version of that extra barreling that the standard double... The standard Woodford bourbon gets with that double oak. And we'll get into it. Drew, what did you bring?
0: I brought... Excelia and Yeho. All right. Hence all of
1: your doubly excited. <laughs> yeah, right. So now, now that you know, right, we've got the double E and the EXC in the title in the bottles in my mouth, hopefully soon, right? But <laughs> I get something <laughs> in your mouth soon. <laughs> oh, all right. So Thank you to all of our listeners out there. If you put up with us this far, we appreciate you. And we are hoping to, you know, I guess what I'm trying to say is we've been doing pretty good so far, right? I think we've been doing really good. These are fun for us. We're hoping that the, the listeners that we have are enjoying these.
0: You know what? We're having a great time and this show isn't for everybody. That's okay. We are coming to that conclusion. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, we learned that you can't please everybody all the time. And two weeks ago, all those people listened to our podcast.
1: <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but if we changed just to get listeners, then yeah, no, no, no. I would be no. afraid that we wouldn't be having fun. Right? Right. Then, we, it's, then it's work. Yeah. Because the whole point of this was to drink a little bit, educate, libate. Have a little fun. Have a little fun. Yeah. All right. Let's get into it, shall we? Let's do it. All right. So, Woodford is pretty popular in terms of its standard line. We've done a show with the rye, which may not be out yet, but it's a great rye. I really like the mashable that they use. I also like that they toast their barrels. That's their standard Cooperage, brown foreman, does their own they have their own cooperage. Cooperage is what makes barrels. Gotcha. Okay, so they do their own barrels kind of in house, right? Brown Foreman owns Old Forester, Woodford Reserve, Jack Daniels. Yeah, a ton of stuff. Big Right, yeah, yeah. So it it makes sense that they have their own Cooperage making their own barrels. Gotcha. For the longest time, Woodford has lightly toasted the heads of the barrels, for even the standard-issue stuff. So
0: what's the difference between
1: charring and toasted? Well, a charring is basically a much more violent flame, much more contact with the wood to get that black alligator skin type of effect. Okay. The charcoal actually acts as a filter. When the whiskey goes into the wood, it pulls out those wood sugars, the esters, the congeners, mm-hmm. they give it a lot of color and, a, and most of the flavor. But when it comes back through that char level, it will filter out what it doesn't want. It leaves it in sure, the water. Sure, sure, sure. So okay. it'll grab things it might not want. And when it comes back out, say like in the winter, in the cold months, that charcoal, that char wall acts as a filter. Okay. Just like your charcoal filters on your sink and your refrigerator, you know, that charcoal yeah. is a great way right. of, of filtering something. Okay. And the fact that they toast their heads, that's a flame okay. that's, oh. that's not as close. So uh, think of a flame being further away. Gotcha. And, and the wood being much, much closer when it's I charring. See. I see. The wood is further away when it's toasting. Like your marshmallow, dude, you For you're, sure. Yeah, okay. I'm I'm with you. Who who likes the black marshmallows? And then who likes the marshmallow I, that's just a little bit crispy on the outside? Got to be honest with you. I like it when the marshmallow
0: catches on fire, not for too long, right? And you get char on the
1: outside and then that nice moosh <laughs> on the inside. I love a patient marshmallow. I will hold it above that flame. I have a
0: feeling that this is just our personalities coming through. In mar- I mean, how we eat a campfire marshmallow explains everything about us. It can. Sure, it can.
1: Because when you
0: are patient. I don't mean us in the general sense. I
1: mean you <laughs> and me. Of course. <laughs> yes. I'm, all right. I'm telling you right now. Yeah, right. I'm exposing myself right now. Yeah. Right. If I'm patient enough with that marshmallow. And it's just that little bit of brown, that little bit of toast on the outside. It is so mushy on the inside that it, it melts that chocolate without any of that burnt, chocolate, that burnt char kind of yeah, flavor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it takes time to mm. do that. You have to have patience. And most of us, when we're kids anyway, we want to get to the, the s'mores right away, right? We right. want to get to the... Yeah, of course. Make that sandwich as soon as possible. <laughs> yeah. I don't even eat s'mores. I just, no, you just do. Toast you the do
0: you do have to keep the marshmallow oh, toasted yeah, gotta, to get melted. Yes. You can't just stick a raw marshmallow in there, catch it on fire and eat it. Right. But some do. What? Some do. If we did that, then what <laughs> separates us from the beasts <laughs> of the field? <laughs> Yeah, no. Can't do it that way. You got to you gotta toast it a little bit. Get a little bit mushy in there. But then I got to have the burn.
1: You got to let it. Yep. You has got to catch fire on fire for a few seconds. Not yeah. for
0: long. Like you catch it on fire, you bring it right out, and, sure. and it takes you a few seconds to blow it out. But that little char, I got to have it. I can respect
1: it. I, okay. I've, I've had some burnt marshmallows. I, mm-hmm. I'm not afraid of it. I just prefer that lightly <laughs> toasted... <laughs> Really soft on the inside. All yeah. right, I'm with you. Yeah, all right. Um, reel it in. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> so what they do with the double oak is they take their six-year bourbon, normally in their lightly toasted but heavily charred barrels. Then they are going to add it into another new barrel. So it's a secondary barreling, but this time it's heavily toasted and lightly charred. So it's the opposite. Oh, okay.
0: They,
1: as and Missy, this is the as Missy the double Elliot oak. as Missy Elliott would say, they flip it and reverse it.
0: <laughs> is your free <friend> birthday free right? <laughs> yeah.
1: All right, I got gotcha. you. They will do that secondary barreling for six to twelve months. Now, interestingly, they do a double double oak. Where they age it for two years. Mm-hmm. But there's mixed reviews on that one. Some folks love it, and some yeah. folks, it's a little too.
0: I would assume it's a lot of oak. That's like, that's the tongue depressor of, time, right? It's sort
1: right? of like your, it's your añejo gamble. It's the yeah, añejo gamble yeah. that you don't always know what you're gonna get right. with that extra aging. So, right. I'm with you. All right. We've gabbed enough. Yeah. Yeah. Let's nose this. So oak is predominant, right? It's the first thing. But there's so much oak that I almost get like a floral note. Yeah, and I feel like it's...
0: We, we've been talking about this. I feel like it's the sweet part of soap. Okay. It's not the that real bitter part of soap, if you've ever tasted soap, <laughs> which, of course, we've established earlier that I will taste anything, apparently. <laughs> But it's that sweet
1: smell that every soap has, whether it's make, plain
0: or perfumed. There's they that? make some
1: woodsy soaps? They might make like a, like a maple soap or a, an oak tree soap. They might make some woodsy soaps. Oh if they gosh. did, I'll bet you that's what this smells like. like. Sure. I also get like a little bit of a vegetal note and what I always describe it as when I go hiking. If there's been like a fresh rain, the trees are wet, the trees are kind of wet. So you get that old oak wood in the air. Mm -hmm. And then down on the ground below you though, there's just this field of like, you know, weeds and mint and clover. There's some fresh new young green earth on the bottom. Shall we? Cheers. Cheers.
0: Okay, so when we were nosing I was having a hard time picking up that green scent. Definitely got it on the palate. It came through on that palette, Yeah, minty, grassy,
1: green taste. Yeah, if that. No, yeah, i You know, I feel justified a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but thank you. Yeah. <laughs> But but that's okay, because some things come through in the nose and don't come through on the palate, right? Like, there's a little bit of a toasted marshmallow note that I don't get on the nose. Yeah,
0: a little bit get, of that. You get when you, when you drink it. Little cinnamon, right as it comes in, right. you know? But not a lot of burn. Not a lot of not burn, a lot but of it's, a, it's burn. that cinnamon, it's that red hot cinnamon tingle. Mm-hmm. But still, oak, predominantly through the whole thing. But not tongue depressor type wood taste. Oh, no, still soft and kind soft of soft oak. oak. Wet, sweet oak. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is really good. Second sip.
1: Cheers. What'd you get on the second sip? So, a lot of the same, but maybe a little fruit. Mm-hmm. Did you get a little apple and maybe a little cherry in there? So, I, I also felt like it was a little bit more syrupy
0: on the mouth. The mouthfeel was a little thicker. Sure. And maybe that syrupy was giving me that sweetness that you're calling fruit.
1: You're right. I I might call more syrup. It was very subtle. I wouldn't say it's cherry like the Evan Williams or some of the other We're not munching raspberries with this. No, no. It's not there. It's it's subtle because Mm -hmm. the because the oak is predominant. But I I really like the the balance between the the sweeter notes and the i guess oak is a more of a bitter note but it it doesn't come off super tannic No, you know? no 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 not at all not and like a tongue depressor it doesn't come off too woody no
0: and this is very mouthwatering
1: yeah it's very and the
0: it's the the fruit
1: is like deep fruit sure yeah <laughs> <Really>? yeah <laughs> like- like, like a caramel apple that's been, like, cooked almost to the point of burnt, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, but not burnt. Caramelized. It was, caramelized. It was patiently cooked.
0: <laughs> not unlike your campfire marshmallow.
1: So, the, so This the is hype, really tasty. It is. It, and the hype around this, it, it's gotten a, quite a bit of a, of a good following, right? Okay. So there, there are those that, that love it, swear by it, and they'll grab it. And then there are places where you can find it on the shelf, relatively accessible, most places, 50 to 60 range. Okay. It's gone up a little bit. One more sip. Cheers. So, are you ready for this note? I got actually a little grape skin. Like a little bit of a red wine grape skin note. Okay. And... That's the fruit that I'm getting on this. Gotcha. Today. I was not
0: identifying the fruit. I got a lot more fruit on the third sip. Yeah. It was
1: coming out more strong. It was stronger on the third sip.
0: So have you ever picked a grape at like a vineyard and eaten that that's going to be made for wine? Right. It can be very bitter. Yeah. Yeah. Almost not pleasing. Like I'd say all the way not pleasing. <laughs> it's, and it's funny to watch them do it and... Say, oh,
1: not yet, but right. soon. And you can't really chew the grape skin. I've had to actually spit out the grape skin, uh, uh, yeah, because you get the juice, which is its own thing, <laughs> bitter. Right, bitter right, right at that point, some, for some sure, some sweet, some bitter. But the grape skin is so tannic mm-hmm. that I end up having to like spit it out. Yeah. So, is it that grape skin, or is it like?
0: Store-bought green and red grape skin, where there's a little bit of that,
1: little bit of that, yeah, drying tannic. I would say kind of a of a bridge between the grocery store grape skin and a nice red wine. Okay, somewhere in that in between, but certainly not not the vineyard grape off the vine. Sure, yeah.
0: But there are deep fruit notes and really soft. I guess I'm
1: going to say it again: wet oak. Yes. Yeah, no, the, the oak It's is, not drying. No, the it's, oak is predominant, and yeah. it's pleasing. This bottle has been with us for a little bit. It's, you know, half it's empty. It's got some air. Yeah, which is the way to do it, I think. I open all of my bottles we're now. We were
0: talking about this earlier. Like, when I buy a bottle, I want to crack it open, pour a sip, close it back up, and then come back to it next week, two weeks from now.
1: It's got to get a little air in there, man. Do you know there are people who crack it open pour a glass down the sink and then reseal it.
0: Down they the sink? Don't,
1: they don't even taste that first pour. Yeah. Well, no, that's just silly. Right? <laughs> silly nillies. That's
0: <laughs> crazy. That's insane. Okay. Fair
1: enough. So is, we, is, is, I don't need to go that far. Yeah. But is this good enough to end up on your shelf?
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah?
1: Mm-hmm. Especially
0: if I found it on sale. How much was it? Yeah, fifty five, sixty. Oh,
1: that's not bad. Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah, for sure. I would Things are going up. Everything's going up. Know, it's hard. Right. But <laughs> when I bought this it was fifty-five. <laughs> yeah. What's the, what's that in today's dollars yeah. <laughs> a week later? <laughs> yeah, right. So uh yeah, I would I recommend it, especially if you had a couple of Shall we say younger whiskeys? For sure. It's nice to have this to be like, this is what, you know, that extra oak influence can really do. And if you like this, then maybe that points you more towards 10 year bourbons. Yeah. You know, a little more aged whiskey, which is not great for your wallet, but at least you know where you stand in terms of your palate, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let's move on, because I'm ready for this tequila here. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited about this.
0: Little backstory on how I discovered this. Sitting at a tequila bar two and a half years ago, yeah, two and a half years ago, I think.
1: Are you wearing a sombrero? No.
0: Okay. (laughs) No. But it was around my birthday, and so that was... Um, and yeah, they tried to give me a sombrero to wear for my, and I was like, "No, you guys, thank you." Um, you know, I my age now rounds up to fifty, so I'm not. I'm not, I'm not wearing a sombrero um, at your at your restaurant. Anyway, they they had a really good selection of tequila, but I wasn't sure what everything was, and so I got on the Tequila Matchmaker app, started Look punching in brand names, right. And looking at scores, and here's this bottle, this brand that I've never heard of, but it's being produced at the same place where one of my favorite tequilas ever is being produced. And it's Excellia It's being produced at Nome 1139,
1: Home of El Tesoro mm-hmm. and Tapatio. We, we almost need a different horn just for El Tesoro. Yeah, <laughs> right. Every time. You know what? We could... <laughs> there, could <laughs>
0: right. there are a handful of brands like El Tesoro, Fortaleza, G4. Like there's a, there's a handful of brands that we could... Just...
1: I mean, it makes both hammer. of our eyebrows just right. go up. We're like, right. what?
0: So... I saw this, and then I also noticed that it had changed gnomes. It was it's now being produced, even then, being produced somewhere new. Well, knowing what we know is if you can find it at the old place, you you've got some level of sure quality that's guaranteed. In the new place, we don't. I I didn't know at the time. I still don't know where this is being produced. Like, is that a quality place or not? Right. So, hence the hunt begins. The hunt begins. So I ask the bartender, "Do you know what gnome it's from?" And uh, you know the N O M. And he was. I might as well have asked
1: him. <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's. I know. Yeah, it's that situation where the. the Uh, Ron Swanson walks into the hardware (laughs) store. I know more than you.
0: Right. So they they were nice enough to give, and at this point, recall it as my birthday, they were nice enough to hand me the bottle and let me handle it.
1: Did you have your phone for the light? Did you have your flashlight phone?
0: No, shut up,
1: man. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was daylight.
0: Oh, okay. You know, the bar was lit up. We're not in this dark... (laughs) kitchen right, recording right. this thing. So you were dating. Yeah, you're giving me a hard time you're, you're because day-jinking. I'm trying to look through this brown bottle <laughs> with this dark writing. And, I, and my background is this brown faux wood finished table. <laughs> and I got to shine a light on it. It's all right. Hey, right. I'm squinting for everything now. Yeah, so sure enough, it's 1139. And I said, I'll take one of those. And I had no idea how it was produced. I had n- no clue about it other than it's being produced at a place that I like. And it was amazing. Hmm.
1: You had no idea about the Sauternes and the brandy, the I cognac. I had, you had no, no idea that this is an
0: 1139 distillate, right? Carlos Camarena. And I'm tasting it and it's got this deep, sweet You call it stewed fruit. It's all kinds of figs and dates, prunes, if that's okay, right? Like, you know, they're not just for old people anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe they are, once again. And I had no idea how this was made. I just knew it was delicious. And it turns out that what they're doing is they are putting some of it into the Sauternes wine cask. And I... I had to look it up for the show here. It's, it's only using one vintage of sauternes, which is two to three years. Yeah. So a relatively young barrel, if that's okay sure. to say. Right. And then some of it is aged in a cognac cask that has been used for 20 years. So this thing is just dripping cognac.
1: that's saturated, yeah.
0: Absolutely. Then they take those two, this is an Añejo, so it's being aged for at least a year, blending them to get what we are drinking today. And it is absolutely magic. (laughs) Keep in mind, when I found it a year and a half ago, it had already been moved. By the time this gets released... We're going on two years. I have no idea when we're, re- re- re-
1: you know, yeah, we're sure. actually releasing this right. this episode. Yeah, and you haven't tasted anything of the new?
0: No, because you can still find eleven thirty nine on the store
1: shelf if you hunt. You got to hunt. You, a little You got
0: to look around. But I went to a very large corporate, you know, liquor store not too long ago and found four reposados, four añejos. A Still. good number of Blancos, all on the shelf, all eleven thirty-nine, all at a decent, well, the original price. Yeah, sure. I, it could have gone up by now, but I want to say that the añejo was about eighty dollars a bottle, and the reposado was more like seventy.
1: Yeah, it's Which, not. It's not cheap. No, it's not. It's a little high for a repo, but honestly, for an añejo, it's not. That right. bad right. comparatively. Yeah.
0: And I think the Blanco at the time was a little less fifty-five, maybe. It's still not a cheap Blanco. You find yeah. this in the bar, you find this on the shelf,
1: buy it. Yeah, try a glass, get a bottle, you will not be disappointed.
0: Right. Um, should we stop talking yeah. about yes. this? Let's and get into smell it. it.
1: I always say this is what a prune wants <laughs> where a prune wants to go when it dies. Right. This is heaven for a prune. There's a tiniest bit of agave, but there's so much raisin and fig and yeah, prune. Yeah.
0: Really. So I get I get a good bit of cooked agave. But then
1: raisin, prune, date, fig, and it has this like white wine kind of color. Mm-hmm. It looks like mm-hmm. a really Almost a, almost a little too dark to be a white wine. Well, like some Chardonnays can be almost that dark, okay. you know. Right. But yeah, it's it's a good color. There's enough savory and sweet that yes. makes me want to go into this and just kind of... And are you getting a good bit of the oak? I get a yeah, good bit of an oak. There's enough of the barrel that I'm getting some, some oak notes. All right. Enough of these shenanigans. You ready? Salute. <laughs> Salute. And this is 80 proof. 80 proof. This is one of the best finishes for an 80 proof (laughs) Añejo that I've ever come across. Yeah. Best finishes of any 80 proof tequila I've ever come across. Man, I'll give it to you. There's so much going on that I'm actually going to have to wait until the second sip because cooked agave. Fresh fruit, stewed fruit. little peppery burn, even? A little bit of pepper, a little bit of oak spice. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's so much going on. What I thought of when I was tasting this, a cookie or a piece of cake just made of nothing but raisins.
0: Oh, like yeah. A, like
1: a raisin steak, like with a knife I'm cutting into like a thick... Oh, a raisin steak. Like <laughs> Wait, <when> I'm in. <laughs> like if you had like a thousand raisins and you pack it in and you mince it up and like pack it into a mold and then you just cut into it like a like with a cookie cutter and just take a bite of that like i'm with you second (laughs)
0: sip bro i don't know about you i'm getting more of the same it's just deep deep fruit a lot of yeah stewed cooked you know that all that fruit is mushy i know that fruit's mushy
1: yeah no it's so (laughs) right (laughs) a lot of good stewed fruit You know, when I put the glass back up to my nose, Mm -hmm. I actually got some floral notes, some really nice, like, like like a lavender or a hibiscus kind of, like a really sweet floral note. It was delicate, but on the palate, this is dark, savory. It has enough sweetness where it's not overwhelming, but both of these... Spirits, I would classify more on the dark side. for sure, right? Dark, deep, yes. savory. yes. but enough sweetness to balance it out.
0: Let's do one more sip. All right. For me, on that third sip, just like the Woodford
1: double Oak, this got syrupy. yeah, and a little more oak. Mm-hmm. I got more barrel. I did too. I got more oak, more barrel, and there was a butterscotch. Note that just flashed I'll give you that. just for a second, yep, and it was nice. You know mm-hmm. that again from the barrel. It's all coming from that, right? From that extra aging, that at least a year in the barrel. So yes, now do we know? Like we're assuming that at least a year in saw turns, and then at least a year over here in cognac, and then blended together. Is that what we're assuming? you know the description on the back of the bottle that you so <laughs> i'm only i'm only calling it out because i'm doing the same thing dude i'm taking pictures and then i'm blowing it up so i can read like you know a high tech magnifying glass
0: like <laughs> look i'm not saying i'm going 6 7 lines <laughs> down on the vision chart like i used to but i still have a little bit of pride i'm telling you it's dim lit <laughs> All kinds of browns in this room. I can't, can't see. God damn it. <laughs> on the bottle, it it makes it sound as if it goes sort of like the Woodford from one barrel and then pour it into a second barrel. But on the website, it's pretty clear that it's Part of it is being aged for a year in the cognac. Part of it is being aged for
1: a year in the sauternes, and then it's blended. <laughs> blending, yeah. Yep. But either way, kudos on the blend because oh. sauternes can have kind of a funky note. Yeah, yeah. It, and I think cognac is kind of known for that too, right? It, it can develop kind of a musty. Yeah, well, a lot of on, people that like the XO cognacs they look for that. And oh, yeah. I'm. I'm like you. Go you enjoy that. Like All I, right, fair I'd enough. rather, yeah, rather have just a regular VSOP or something that has a little bit of age, but still heavy on the fruit. I like the stewed fruit yes. notes, not too much of that oak. But this is well balanced because we've had sauternes finished
0: whiskeys mm-hmm, before,
1: mm-hmm. and there's a dankness. There's you know sauternes ferments on the vine. That's the whole purpose of the grape. That's how long the grape is left on I the like vine. I like how they
0: call it a noble yeah. rot,
1: as opposed to these grapes just, just turn to shit. <laughs> getting rotten. <laughs> and no, it's noble. I'm sure, I'm sure it was a mistake, like most things, right? You find this mistake, yeah. and you go, oh, you got a little peanut butter in my chocolate. Well, or <laughs> it's that old Chris Rock bit, right? Like
0: People just want to get drunk. <laughs> you yeah. know. Somebody's like, hey, if you eat these grapes,
1: once they've gone rotten. Mm-hmm. Well, that's true. Yeah, they were eating them off the vine and going, hey, yeah. these are fun grapes. right. right. I feel great.
0: <laughs> I'm a fabulous dancer. All right. So I think the cool thing is that this is a ton of fruit, very deep, very dark tasting, and a little bit of oak. And the whiskey is a lot more oak. And a little bit of fruit. A little bit of fruit, yeah. And so I'm getting pretty excited over here because this is going to make for one hell of a quick sip.
1: (laughs) Well done. I would say so. We got to reload a little bit. Yeah, let's reload.
0: I'm actually good. And I mean, there's probably enough there, but why risk it, you know? (laughs)
1: So the whiskey is 90.4. Ooh, okay. The tequila is 80. Do we have any thoughts on which direction to go here? You
0: know, I say we just stay true to the name and go whiskey, tequila, tequila, whiskey. That's not that huge of a
1: change. Right. Not too much of a step, sure. No.
0: I mean, we've done this before where it's like 126 and 80.
1: We're professionals at this point. We... (laughs) When it comes to the quick sip, we know what we're doing, all right? So we're going to take a quick sip of the whiskey. We're going to immediately pick up the tequila, maybe nose it for a instant, mm-hmm. take a sip, and hopefully the goal here is to see what one spirit can bring out of the other. Correct. Right? All right. Cheers. Cheers, my friend. All right, so my question is, How can something be mouth-watering and mouth-drying at the same time? How can something be sweet and savory to that degree at the same time? Oh, my gosh. So for me, I got much more agave at the front of the sip. Agreed. It allowed the tequila to really open up. And so I was able to go through this glorious journey through this tequila agave. Then the saw turns, that dank, kind of sour white wine kind of finish, then the fig and the raisin into what was like this combination of like cherries and apples and fruit all kind of mixed together into this long finish. And I mean, we were just sitting here for minutes afterwards, right? Yeah. Because I couldn't tell you if it was mouth-watering or mouth-drying because it was both. Ditto. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to do all the work. I'm, I'm
0: <laughs> That was so eloquent that I don't even want to add anything. The, the mouth-watering and drying, it's like it dries out your tongue but then your cheeks are, are <laughs> was, like, my mouth is still watering just from the cheeks, but my tongue is dry. Yeah. It's it was, weird. It was weird. So good. But good, yeah. It didn't quite get the same white wine flavor, although I have to be honest, I have not consumed a lot of white wine over the years.
1: Sauvignon is a, an acquired taste, to be honest. Okay. It... It's one of those bottles that's, like, really expensive. And it, I've had some that are similar to Sauternes, but it, it it creates this dankness. A lot of almost starting to rot a little bit, right? Yeah. That And that's what... The, H- hence the noble Hence rot. the noble rot, right? Yeah. yeah.
0: So I got the agave. I didn't quite get the same white wine, but I definitely got some funk in a
1: good way. Yeah, that was it. Yeah.
0: And then... You got it? Into all of that deep, dark mm. fruit... I did not get the same cherry at the end, but I'm I'm not disappointed. I just it was, I just loved. Yeah, I mean, I I tell me the story
1: again. Well, <laughs> you know. well, yeah, that was that that was awesome. That was top ten top ten quick sips. No, Would Would you? I don't know what episode number <laughs> this is going to be, but that doesn't cut out a whole lot. <laughs> when I say top ten, I'm talking about what you and I have tasted. I'm just saying above all else we've tasted that was was pretty good pretty good
0: pretty good instead of talking (laughs) let's go the other way with it (laughs) i'm game so same thing all over again except this time we're going to start with the tequila give it a nose give it a taste don't wait, go in straight to the whiskey, give it a nose, give it a taste. What does the tequila bring out in the whiskey? My friend, this is Quick Sips. Ready? Ready. Salute. Salute. Okay, Matt, what did you get on that one? I'm going to let you go. you going to let me go? Yeah. Tell me what you got. First of all, I really like that. It was good. I'm going to tell you right now, whiskey to tequila is the winner. Oh, yeah, me me too. Okay. Me too, but this was nice. It kicked up all the fruit that's in the Woodford, but the finish, it was like, right as I'm sipping the whiskey, all kinds of deep, deep fruit really kicked that up and brought it to the forefront. And then, like, the early finish or mid-palate or whatever, wherever we are in that, that second step was kind of dead for me. Mm. But then the finish came on, and it went, and it went, and it went, and it's oak, and it's fruit, even a little, even a little buttery note in there. There, there was all kinds yeah. of great stuff, but there was this dead moment in there for me that I okay. thought, well, wait, what happened? And then it came back.
1: Sure. I could, I could kind of get on, get on that. Yeah, I, I okay. could see what you were saying. For me, it, it brought out just great... Oak nose on oh, the whiskey. sure. When I nose the whiskey, just for that instant, just pure, soft, sweet, wet oak. With that taste, you're right. There was a little bit of a dip, a lot of fruit, much more fruit mm-hmm. than just the whiskey by itself. And there was a, a cinnamon burn that came on that then... Brought on this finish and this finish, I'm telling you, it is a apple and cherry cinnamon pie. Which yes, I never would have thought to make that, but I'll be damned if I'm not gonna go home <laughs> and make. An I'm apple. doing it tonight. <laughs> apple and cinnamon cherry pie because you're right. There was a pie crust, a buttery pie that's crust. What note the, that's what It's the with butter, the cherry, and the apple, and the cinnamon all together. Yes, it was a very pleasant surprise on that finish. Ooh. <laughs> Super mouth
0: watering. There was no yeah. tension there no. between. Wait, why is part of my mouth dry and part of it isn't? No. All. Yeah. Couldn't talk.
1: No no dryness
0: there at all. Even as
1: you're talking, I'm sitting here trying not to still, smack my lips. Still a little smacking going on. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And how great was the tequila because you got to just grab that original flavor that we enjoyed, yeah. which was yeah. the little bit of agave with the fig and the prune and the raisin all in there, you right. know, and just to follow that up with all that fruit mm. and that... And that pie crust note, that was, yeah, that was nice. It was really nice.
0: It was really nice. That little dead spot makes me say whiskey
1: to the tequila is the winner tonight. I would agree. I would still much prefer the bourbon into the Excelia, hands down. This was a, a good pair. Man, we are setting the bar higher and higher for these pairings, it's gonna get to the point where we'll just say, Sorry, we can't top
0: any more of these pairings. We have, we've really, from the beginning, where we were just like, This one's my favorite, and this one's your favorite, and let's put yeah. that on the show, yeah, which was still great.
1: I mean, we're like Kramer when he went to the kids' karate class. <laughs> <laughs> and he started off as green belt and went to black belt like right away because he was <laughs> yeah, right. whooping up on seven years old. <laughs> we have excelled with this. We are excelling with this. <gasps>
0: <gasps> Did you just drop another? We've double excelled. Yeah, and and I'd like to think that we we can get a little bit more credit than Kramer. Whipping up on (laughs) (laughs) seven-year-olds.
1: We're putting some time and effort into this. We are. We are. This is another great pairing. It was. It was. And along that line, thank you for all the work that you do. I appreciate you. I know how much you put forth on the editing, the cutting, to make these shows clean and cut and trim. (laughs) I'm just around doing the social media thing, trying to get our name out there, but you were doing the yeoman's work, if I must say so. Yes. So I appreciate you. Well, thank you.
0: And I. it is a lot of work to edit these, as you're about to find out, <laughs> because we're going to swap roles here pretty soon. And man, and you know, don't sell yourself short. You get on a to ton and tons of social media groups. <laughs> In different formats and all kinds of things, trying to push the show. So, I, I appreciate that as well. All right. Thanks, man. Well, any
1: other final words on this?
0: I feel like we need to remind folks that the whole point of this show is that we're getting friends together, even though it's just you and me talking. Yeah. The point is to get your friends together. Yes. yes. Some want to drink whiskey, some will drink tequila. And if we bring two quality bottles that pair well together, everybody can drink both.
1: Yes. And you might get more than the sum of their parts. Exactly, That one can bring out the other. That palates can combine. You can get, you know, come in for it. The nuance. Of different things that you wouldn't have gotten if you're just drinking one spirit by itself. Absolutely correct. All right. Anything else on this one? No, man. This was great. Another good night. What I'm really mostly
0: excited about is I still have some in my glass, and so do you. (laughs) And so we're going to shut off this recording and and continue this journey. So, should we tease a few future episodes? Yeah, for sure. All right. So, well, the first one I want to tease, because we've just done this Excelia and Yeho. And we just told everybody if you find this on the shelf and you find the Excelia repo, Reposado, buy that too. Also very good. Because we're going to do Excelia Reposado and bring back one of our favorites that we we only had a little taste of earlier. <laughs> just a taste.
1: The Legion.
0: We're gonna take all of this deep fruit and match it with all of that legion red fruit. And it's going to be
1: amazing. Lovely. Can't wait. Oh. We also oh. have a high proof lineup where, where I just go. High proof go, bourbon. Yeah. High proof bourbon where yep. I just go kind of off the deep end into geekdom. We basically
0: let Matt off the leash. <laughs> let him go all the way down the rabbit hole. You climbed in there like Gump, <laughs> right? Check that.
1: Gump! Check that hole. You were in there. If I recall, we were both pretty well in there, if you know what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> was that four or five? I think it was four. Four
0: high high-proof proof bourbons. bourbons. And when you say high-proof, I think the lowest one was in the one-teens. Yeah. It and was... everything else was 120 and above.
1: We, we brought the heat. Now, one thing we haven't done yet, but we need to do, is a Blanco lineup. Oh my gosh. Because you've got quite a collection.
0: So for as much as I've been trying to mix it up with a couple of Blancos, a couple of Repos, some añejo, really, you and I both <laughs> love
1: Blancos. And you're coming to the conclusion that you've got a ton I've probably
0: got a dozen different Blancos that we haven't even
1: mentioned. So we could do a Blanco lineup maybe of four really quality Blancos and just double blind like we did before. And see if we can... Just pick a favorite. Find our favorite. right? Because we don't really know them one or the other. We'll just pick what we like. Absolutely. Yeah. Those are some great teasers. I I like those.
0: It's going to be fun.
1: Yeah. Looking forward to it. All right. So I think that about wraps it up. I think so. Yeah. We want to thank you guys for hanging in there. Follow us. Listen. Subscribe. Leave a comment. Leave a five star. If you haven't done that already, Give us a five-star rating. Give us a comment. You can join our Facebook group. You can follow us on Instagram. We are at Whiskey Tequila Fridays. We ask that you drink responsibly. We say thank you once again to Joby at Forsha Creek for the music. And if you like drinking whiskey and you like drinking tequila, then it's always a Friday. Happy Friday, Drew. Happy
0: Friday, Matt. Appreciate y'all hanging, but now it's time to go. We'll come on back for more whiskey T'Kee to key the Friday show.
1: I want okay, are we recording?
0: Yeah. Okay. We've been recording for
1: eight minutes. All right. I'm
0: kind of feeling like, should we blow our minds and you say, you blow mine and I'll blow yours? I'm pretty sure that's going to be a cold open someday.
1: Go ahead. (laughs)